Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's time for the Ag Spotlight with Danica Hill of The Country News. What have I just done? I've put the old Ag Spotlight in and called you Danica Hill. That's fine. <laughs> I don't mind knocking uh, a couple of decades off my age. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking to Danica Hill. We are talking to Fiona Lloyd. Sorry about that. That's need to get that one out of the system because Danica, <laughs> is, of course, has gone north now uh, and you're here with us so thank you very much Fiona so today the country news has come out as it does every Tuesday Mm -hmm. and uh, International Dairy Week cue the cow puns yes well I think last week when we spoke we um, it was all about bulls and beef week this week it's about uh, cows and and International Dairy Week which was held at Tatura last week and uh, was a great success yeah, what, hap- what happens at, it might sound like a silly question, but what happens at International Dairy Week? Well, it's really a showcase of the cream of the dairy crop. Um, uh, so all your... Keep, keep those um, puns going, Fiona. <laughs> um, you know, it's all about um, the great uh, breeding and genetics of um, a whole lot of breeds ranging from Holsteins to Jerseys to Brown Swiss, you name it. Um, they really are... Um, pampered cows that um, are much loved and well known for breeding and of course there's a lot of emphasis on um, their structure, their udders, the amount of milk they produce, ease of calving, all that sort of thing. So it's quite competitive and um, very well regarded and I think um, for the organisers of Dairy Week, um, new organisers came on board last year. This was, you know, after COVID, et cetera, this is the first time they've been able to really hit the ground running and good numbers, et cetera. So, and the weather wasn't too bad. I don't know. Um, some of your listeners may know Dairy Week tends to be on during the hottest part of the year and um, get some scorching temperatures, but last week wasn't too bad. Two cows hit 21,000. Yes. So um, um, the auction on the Wednesday night is always... Um, a big deal and um, te- technology allows it to be um, streamed live all over the country. You don't actually have to be there to buy these cows. Um, so, yeah, a couple of them went for 21000 and others, uh, a whole lot sort of in that sort of fifteen dollars to $18,000. So people um, topping up their herds and um, always a good night. An, an auction is always an impressive thing to, to watch. They also covered things like biosecurity. Yes, there was a breakfast on the, I think it was a Thursday morning, um, the leaders, industry leaders breakfast, and they usually have some guest speakers. And of course, biosecurity is uh, top of mind these days with things like foot and mouth, etc. Um, so interesting speakers and a good crowd there. Um, yeah, so all around plenty to do. There's always um, heaps of um, forums and workshops. There's a trade day, and this year on the Saturday evening, which I think was actually a scorcher, they had a, a food truck festival um, to sort of celebrate with the town. So, yeah, um, it's a big, yeah. it's a big thing for Tatura, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah, it's um, the place just buzzes the whole time, and a lot and of volunteers get involved from the community. 
Yep, that's right. There was a nice story done by um, Jay Bryce last week about the volunteers at um, Tatura and really these sort of events just cannot run without those volunteers. I'll just let that one go through to the keeper, Fiona. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's many different um, stories we could highlight. One that I particularly noticed is in relation to uh, an Agri-Futures grant recipient, Nadine Holgate, because I'm interviewing Nadine on Thursday about this. Oh, great. Um, yes, yeah, so she, um, and nice picture with her dog banjo too. We always like a, um, a dog pick in, in country Of news. course. Um, as, as you're probably aware, she um, is an occupational therapist and specialises in working with people with um, brain injuries and um, she's received a grant um, to develop her skills um, to get um, some um, programs, I believe mostly online, um, to reach out to more regional and rural uh, people with and their families um, who have brain injuries to make access to resources, support, therapy, recovery, etc., um, a lot easier. So early days yet, but, um, yeah, she's full of enthusiasm for this particular project and I should listen into your interview because... Um, you should. Um, yeah, she, she's very um, passionate about, about this particular cause. Fairly, and, fairly, um, fairly leadership program participant from yeah, last year. Yeah, I was just about to mention that and she said... Um, Doing that program um, really gave her the confidence to apply for the grant and, of course, she was successful. So, yeah, it's a great story all around. And occupational therapists are in hugely short supply in rural and regional Australia. Oh, yeah, and they do, you know, they do such amazing work and deal with such a range of people. It's just incredible. So, So, as the headline suggests, uh, this is no surprise, yes, 2022 was warmer and wetter. It's always nice to have your um, gut feel um, uh, substantiated by science. And, yes, over, and, and these figures are particular, you know, for Australia as averages. So it's a bit of a funny way of um, telling the story. But, yes, it was definitely warmer across much of Australia. And as we know, it really didn't stop raining across <laughs> huge parts of it. And it still is raining um, across huge parts and of course a lot of that was driven by the third La Nina in a row which I think um, has been talked about a lot but people seem to think that it might be um, dying off or going away or whatever La Nina does when it's finished. So Victoria overall had 31.6% above average rainfall. That's a lot isn't it? Yeah, fifth wettest year on record in the state's highest rainfall since 1974 the average temperature was 0.5 degrees Celsius warmer than the 1961 to 1990 average for Victoria. That doesn't sound like a lot, but presumably it's scientifically significant. Yes, and I think it's just the fact that it's above average for such you know such a long period of time as well. Um, yeah, so th- those figures really, you know, the fifth wetter since 1974, which of course is the last time the region had really significant major flooding so it kind of adds up but these events seem to be happening more often and more intensely. And speaking of wet weather you've got a story about how floods have drained five billion dollars from the Australian economy that's a bit mind-boggling isn't it? It is and um, I think everybody's starting to stare on the supermarket shelves like I I was you know get a, a food shop yesterday and even I was going wow 
some of the prices of some goods have gone up quite a bit, although I must say berries seem to be relatively cheap at the moment. Um, but, yeah, as well as, um, you know, the floods and other natural disasters, COVID, the war in Ukraine, um, big, big um, uh, challenges for supply chains, getting our fruit and vegetables and meat, etc. Imported and exported, um, you know, it even extends to things like machinery, um, you know, some farmers having trouble getting tractors and, and various equipment in. So, yes, you can see how it's affecting the economy. Speaking about tractors and equipment, that's a nice segue into the big clearing sale that you've got a story on. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as an impressive lineup of farm machinery, which isn't available at every clearing sale. No. And, um, I mean, it, there is a huge um, and a strong market in secondhand machinery at the moment because of the reasons we were talking about before, you know, you can't get new stuff in. So if you've got um, good secondhand equipment for sale, um, it gets snapped up too. Um, and yes, once again, we've got a fairly extensive real estate section in there, lots of clearing sales. In fact, lots and lots of clearing sales and, um, of course, some property sales as well. We'll just do a check-in on the recipes for this week, as mm -hmm. we always do. Peaches and cream slice, as well as mini pavlovas with peaches and kaffir lime syrup well that is sounding absolutely delicious yes and just you know given that the um, stone fruits coming into season or is already in season and i thought oh let's see what we can make with some local produce and yeah these are some fairly well the mini pavlovas are a little bit of work i think but the peaches and cream slice is nice and nice and easy mini pavlovas well this uh this just shows where i'm at i immediately just thought go get the mini pavlovas in coals <laughs> yep think that would be a very good idea. <laughs> it would be a very good idea at my house. I've never actually managed to make meringues work. So <laughs> I, I've given up on that as a, yeah, as a life goal. Yeah, mine to be like black plastic plates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can't all be good at cooking just as well. We're so good at so many other things, which shall remain <laughs> nameless, Fiona. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the country news is out today with all those stories and more in today's Shepparton News and other papers about the place today and tomorrow. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Fiona Lloyd. Thanks, Terry. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club. The Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. We're back. The Tungamah Hotel is not just your everyday country pub. It's a Goulburn Valley institution. Established in 1891, the beautiful heritage-listed building is worth the visit alone. On the Silo Art Trail, the Tungamah Hotel offers quality lunch and dinners, eat in or take away, as well as accommodation, including some brand new ensuite rooms. It's family and dog-friendly as well as offers catering for all functions, including weddings and parties. Open seven days for lunch and dinner. Why not organise a group and grab the courtesy bus? Tungama Hotel, more than just a country pub. 1FM sponsor. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM Sport and Road. 
Central Tire Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tire servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tires, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepparton. Phone 58 219 555. Station sponsor. South Coast Lime supplies quality agricultural lime direct to the Goulburn Valley. South Coast Lime is highly reactive with a 92% neutralizing value, 35.5% calcium, plus high levels of trace elements. South Coast Lime will balance your soil's pH, improving the uptake of major plant nutrients, including nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. South Coast Lime offer bulk freight and delivery direct to your property anywhere in the Goulburn Murray region. For quality lime, call Pete and Paul at South Coast Lime on 0488 663 286. That's 0488 663 286 or find them on Facebook. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.